The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Let's head back to Newfoundland for a second and for a first-hand look at what's happening by someone who is on the ground. Uh, we're joined by former Albertan Steve Robertson. Steve was a member of 4A Tactical Helicopter Squadron here in Edmonton, but moved east a couple of years ago now. He's an author and a, and a pilot with Cougar Helicopters in St. John's. Hey, Steve. Hey, Jalen, how are you? Good. Nice to talk to you again. How long ago did you move out there? Well, actually, I, I still live out in Edmonton. I'm just on the turn here. So oh. I, spent about, I spent about four weeks here and about two weeks back in uh, in Edmonton. Okay, okay. So um, y- you missed the, the bitter, <laughs> bitter, bitter cold, Stephen, but you yeah. got blasted by the snow. I'm not sure which one's better. Uh, I don't know. That dry minus 30 in Edmonton is a little bit... Uh, a little bit easier to take, I think, than what I've been going through here. So tell us what the past few days have been like. Well, I was actually on duty at the Cougar at the time that uh, the storm hit, and I didn't expect it to be quite uh, as uh, nasty as it was. Um, I figured the the night crew would be able to get in, and uh, they did about uh, three days later. So, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so we, we were we were in there for uh, three days at the hangar, and... And uh, the first night was the nastiest because it was it was 80, 80 85 knot winds blowing and uh, oh man it feels like it just uh, tear the flesh right off you. Wow! And uh, when you look out the window, it's uh, the snow is coming down sideways, and uh, it was it was pretty ferocious. Uh, how much snow? Like I'm looking at some of the pictures that you had posted on Facebook, and how much time, how much effort did it take to to clear off the runways where you were working? I, I think they're still going at it. Mm. Um, I left. I left last night. I got a. a you have to have a special pass because the, they have a state of emergency in effect. So as an essential service, they gave me a letter that allowed me to do a crew change with my my partner once the roads were safe enough to to uh, swap out. So uh, he replaced me uh, last night, and when I left there, the the snow drifts right in front of the the search and rescue hangar. They were cleared out enough so that we could get the helicopter out in case we had to uh, respond. But aside uh, from that, the, 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 uh, they were 10, 12 feet deep, and they went for hundreds and hundreds of yards. So uh, the main taxiway for us to get out was uh, still buried when I left. So we, you know, thank goodness we're a helicopter. We can hover out of there. Yeah. But, <laughs> have, you been call- have, have you been called into action yet, Steve? Uh, no, we're just standing by for uh, medical okay. uh, support for the oil rigs at the time being or, or for what else. Okay. Whatever else comes up. So when you when you finally got out of there, where did you go? Did you try to get home? Could you get home? Yeah, actually, uh, the main highway had I would say one lane going each way, which was good. And since there was nobody on the roads, uh, <laughs> it was clear sailing uh, pretty much all the way back. Once I got to the the area where I'm staying here is about 12 kilometers uh, east of the airport. It's uh, or no west, sorry. Don't know which end of the country I'm in, I'm in here. Uh, oh, west of the airport, it's a place called Kinnamount Terrace, and it's up on a little bit higher ground. But there's uh, driving up to the terrace is about a mile long drive, and it was just full of people carrying orange store bags. Orange store is kind of like a 7 Eleven out, uh, yeah. out east. There's a gas, there was one gas station, the orange store, and uh, it was, I guess the orange store was empty, but yeah, there was hundreds of people just walking back and forth to the store just to get their necessary supplies. Oh my! Gosh. And actually, yesterday was was beautiful out. It's just that the the the, the snow uh, snow piles are well, they're up to the roofs, up to the eaves anyway. Well, Steve, people are, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, people are shoving their shoveling their their 
the rooftops off just from standing on the snow on the side <laughs> on the side of the house. My gosh, Steve, do you think that uh, people took the warnings about the storm seriously enough? Oh, I, I believe so. Um, I, I think it hit a little harder than what most people thought. But the uh, Newfoundlanders, they're used to this. This is not unusual. The severity of it is a little is unusual. It's unique. But it's not uncommon to have these kind of winter blasts come yeah. through, you know, once or twice per season. And we, and just by going to the store on a Thursday night, you could tell, like, the chip aisle was empty. Nothing left <laughs> but the uh, regular chip. <laughs> So um, this, this is Steve Robertson who, who's joining us this afternoon, search and rescue pilot with Cougar Helicopters uh, in, in St. John's, uh, uh, lives, calls Edmonton home, but goes back and forth to, to work uh, out there, uh, was, uh, was a member of uh, the Royal Canadian Air Force for a number of years as well. We've seen that the military has arrived. Have you seen any of the work that they're doing yet there, Steve? I haven't. I, I hear they're going door to door from what I read in the news and, uh, and helping a lot of there's a lot of folks that are they're snowed right in, and there's a lot of apartment units that are on the basements, and they're uh, they're they're snowed right in. Some people can't get out at all, so they're they're helping those that are in the most need, from what I understand. Mm, my goodness, and and just uh, I was reading that they were having they they were wondering where to put all the snow, and so there's talk now they're going to dump it in the harbor. Oh, give it back to where it came from. Absolutely. <laughs> it was a nor'easter that came through here and uh, came from the ocean, so we can go back to it. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, my gosh. Steve, have you ever seen anything like this? Uh, well, um, I think it was two Februarys ago. We had uh, the same hurricane force winds came through St. John's. I, th- I believe it was a February. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have the snow with it, but I think about two-thirds of all the traffic lights were ripped right off their posts Mm-mm. during that storm. So I've seen the winds, and uh, you know I've seen how the seas can be uh, during these storms, but I've never seen snow like this before. No. Oh my goodness! Hey, eh? so um, your place where you're living, are you fairly all dugged out? Uh, dugged out? <laughs> Have you been dug out yet? Uh, uh, yes, we did. Well, thank uh, well, thank the neighborhood because uh, the next door neighbor, despite having five kids and three of them are triplets under six months years old, he's out with his snowblower, and I think he did. Uh, he did four driveways today, and and doing the driveway with a snowblower, uh, it takes probably two two hours just to do one driveway. So yeah, let's and it's not the whole driveway; it's just oh. uh, just enough that you can get two vehicles in here. Let's talk about that, Steve, a little bit because we've seen. I mean, on top of the video that is shocking, like we've seen some of these twenty-four hour videos, the the fast forward of of the storm and the snow building up. We've seen pictures of doors just, you know, up to the roof with snow. It's absolutely unreal. But we're also seeing people coming together and having some fun as well. Tell us about the community and how it's coming together right now. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it's almost like a. With the weather right now, it's right around the freezing level, and it's like a little bit of a snow party going on now because uh, <laughs> the kids are loving it because the, the banks are so much fun to play in. There's big slides going on and snow tunnels. Uh, you've probably seen some of the YouTube videos of uh, people that are uh, snowboarding downtown. I did see that. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the officials are too happy with them, <laughs> but uh, they're having a time, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Up around here, there's I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard there's people just having some... Uh, uh, bonfires on the streets and you know having a few yeah. beers after shoveling for four or five six hours i i and i sense though that that's just you know, that that neighborhood that that part of the country just comes together all the time anyway i just i've always had that feeling it, um i've found that too and you know i'm a 
what they would call a mainlander. Mm-hmm. I've uh, you know been all in and out of this place for the last five years, and uh, the people here really pull together. They're just uh, one big family, and they're all in it together. So they might as well help each other out and get things uh, get things on the move when things come. When the challenges come upon these people, they they pull together big time. Oh, right. right back to the uh, Gander. 9-11 uh, wow. incident. Exactly. I was thinking about that. We just had a promo on, on the show just before we went, uh, we started it, and Come From Away is coming back to Edmonton across Broadway, across Canada, and if anyone, if you didn't see the play last time it came through, you have to see it, but yeah, absolutely how Gander came together for the rest of the world at 9-11. It's just such a powerful story, and uh, you know, we're seeing it again as everyone coming together, help their neighbours uh, dig out from this massive, massive snowstorm, uh, uh, the blizzard conditions and yeah those winds were absolutely unreal did they talk about wind chill at all was that even factored into anything steve someone was questioning on my text line about that well they they mentioned wind chill but um i don't think it's really a factor because when it, when it's like that when you're in a hurricane you don't you don't go outside <laughs> yeah. you know <laughs> you go inside and you you have a few beers and you hope that the electricity doesn't go out and we were lucky up here but there's still some communities absolutely like portugal cove is still suffering i think they've got their electricity back i hope mm. and uh some of the other uh, my boss actually is out in a place called poor bay which is on the other side of the airport close to the ocean and they ran out of power I don't know how long they were out or or even if they're back online. But you just make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, want to thank you for this. I had mentioned off uh, the top here when I was introducing Steve as, uh, as well, not only a, a pilot, a search and rescue pilot, and a former member of the, the Canadian Armed Forces. He's an author, wrote a book called uh, Go for Shakedown, uh, and it uh, follows his experience through Afghanistan. You served in Afghanistan. The, the book's still available, isn't it? I think it's on Amazon. I haven't uh, looked at it for a little bit, but uh, thanks for the plug. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You betcha it is on Amazon. I checked today, Stephen. So um, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Stay safe, and uh, boy, oh, boy, keep posting some pictures so the rest of us can see what you're dealing with, okay? Oh, will do. And uh, if you go to the Cougar Facebook site, they're putting some pictures on there as well. All right. Thanks very much for the opportunity to share. Thanks, Steve. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. Okay, bye-bye. That is uh, Steve Robertson. He's a former member of 408 Tactical Helicopter Squadron. He uh, is a search and rescue pilot now with Cougar Helicopters in St. John's. And uh, he's telling us the story about what it had been like for him out there. I thought he had moved out there, but as you heard, he does like four in, four out. So this was uh, quite the experience for for him. My goodness. And I was asking you, have you ever gone through like a major, major, major storm? Um, you know, y- y- you don't soon forget them when they happen. Um, Marfa says, I remember some 30 years ago, our armed forces personnel were digging out vehicles from on Highway 2 to Calgary. I think they should have been deployed sooner or more often. Helping and saving people is what our military does. Thank you all for serving. Uh, George says, Jay, when I was young, about 1977, we got three and a half feet in less than a week. That was... Um, 100, about 106 centimeters. Uh, Brian, I asked your windshield question for them. And then this one says, Jay, it's Brian from Wainwright. Look for some film footage of Alberta Storm 1986. Happened in May, I think. I was working for the uh, Transalta at the time. One point, there was no power south of Pinoca. Snow drifted to the top of the Didsbury overpass. Never seen it since, but I bought my first fishing boat with the overtime money. Good on you. And yeah, so when 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 uh, Canadian military personnel are, are deployed um, to help with 
ice storms, snowstorms, uh, fires. It is under the operation called Lentis. So you heard um, the, the defense minister talk about Op Lentis. That is kind of the full umbrella. So they're out there on Op Lentis. But it was easy. It was interesting uh, today as well because... It was the um, the commander of the Canadian Armed Forces, uh, Lieutenant General Wayne Eyre, saying that calling the military out to more and more natural disasters could hurt the, abil- the Army's ability to train for war. He's saying we've seen uh, the military called into action more and more over the past number of years. Uh, and in fact, a report done last year said it had been called in to help with 10 weather-related disasters over the past two years as compared to 20 between 2007 and 2016. Um, those challenging times, those disasters happening in the spring and fall, which tend to be the military's prime training periods. Uh, Lieutenant General Ayer saying that the training hasn't been affected to a significant degree yet, but commanders are watching closely and said it could be dangerous for Canadians to start looking at the Army as a simple, as simply a disaster response unit. Uh, I, I get what he's saying, and um, but... I mean, sure are glad that we have them there and uh, doing the job when we need it here at home.